Hey everyone, well, it's so great to be able to preach to you today online. I have a great word that God's put in my heart for you. And I'm believing that this is a message for you, a deposit from God for you in this season right now that we're in. Um, everything that's happening in our world, and I'm sure that there's people you know that are affected by everything that's going on, and even yourself personally. And so this message, it is for you today. Amen. And God's placed this on my heart. I believe this will touch you. Uh, so we thank your Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you're the spirit of wisdom and revelation. And I ask for every person, Father, that you would bless them with revelation today, eyes to see and ears to hear what you are doing in our lives, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. So turn with me in your Bibles to John chapter 14, verse 25. John 14, verse 25. All this, Jesus says, all this I have spoken while still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything that I have said to you. Peace I leave you with, my peace I give you, Jesus says. I do not give as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Isn't that amazing that the peace we get from God is an unshakable peace that He places in us by His Holy Spirit that's released into the world. It can never be stolen from you. Amen. How awesome is that? And then Jesus says, you heard me say, I'm going away and I'm coming back to you. This is a passage that Jesus is speaking to his disciples. There are, Jesus knows that he's about to go to the cross. So think about this. He knows his disciples are about to go through a huge storm and a huge trial in their own lives. They've been walking with Jesus for three years. He's the son of God. And they still have no clue that he's actually meant to die for humanity and then that he will rise again and go and be seated at the right hand of Father God. And so his disciples, they think that the kingdom of God is just going to come like that, that they're going to rule and reign with Jesus. But Jesus knows that they'll need a comforter. They'll know that he needs someone, that they'll know that they will need someone with them, the Spirit of God to help them through the trial and then to help them when Jesus leaves. And he says, I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. Think about that. Jesus, when he went to heaven, he poured out the Holy Spirit upon earth. Holy Spirit, our advocate, Jesus calls him, is our present tense reality. He is the person of Jesus Christ. So in John chapter 16, verse 7, Jesus said, he said, I'm sending you one who is like me, right? Jesus says, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit who is exactly like me. Many people, if I said to you, if Jesus was in your living room right now physically, you would probably have a lot of faith. You would probably have a lot of expectation for miracles and breakthrough in your life. If Jesus was with you physically right now, you would, I could guarantee you, you would have incredible faith and you'd be thinking, God, this is gonna be an amazing week and an amazing year. Well, the reality is, is Jesus says He's given us His Holy Spirit, the Advocate, and the Holy Spirit is exactly like Jesus. And then Jesus goes on to say in John chapter 16, verse 7, that it's better for you that I go and send my, Holy, and send my Spirit. That's incredible. So Jesus says, it is better for you to have the Spirit of God in you, living in you, than for, he, for Him, for Jesus in person to be with you physically. That's absolutely incredible. 
Imagine the faith and expectation we would have if we just received that revelation right now that Jesus, you said it's better that I go away and we have the advocate Holy Spirit living within us. And that is our present tense reality. And that word advocate, it is a Greek word and it's the word paraclete. And the advocate means our counsellor, our comforter, our advisor, our intercessor. In the Aramaic, it means the redeemer of the curse. That's amazing. Holy Spirit is the redeemer of the curse in our life. Every area of our life where death or where the devil is, is, is trying to penetrate or affecting our life, Holy Spirit is working to redeem that. Amen. And I want to look at today, really one really important thing here in the word advocate is that Holy Spirit is our comforter. And Holy Spirit, God's been speaking to me about this, that Holy Spirit is our comforter. What does that look like? And we're going to look in a passage today from Mark chapter 4, where Jesus goes with His disciples on a boat through the Lake of Galilee into a storm that's demonic in nature. And then He goes to the other side of the lake to the Gadarenes where God calls Him to cast out a legion of demons and bring revival to a region. How amazing is that? But I want to talk to you today about Holy Spirit being your comforter and how Holy Spirit worked in Jesus in this passage in Mark chapter 4 to bring, uh, to bring breakthrough in the storm. Holy Spirit, our comforter, often people confuse this because I see people think, well, Holy Spirit, my comforter, that means, you know, He's going to tuck me in at night. You know, I'm going I'm to be laying on the beach singing Kumbaya. You know, the rest of my life is going to be easy. That's not what Jesus said when He says, I'm sending you Holy Spirit, my advocate, Holy Spirit, the comforter, the advocate. He said that because He knew that we would be living with challenges in our lives. He said that to the, to the disciples because He knew the disciples were about to go through a really hard time, especially when Jesus rose again and He went to the right hand of the Father. And now they're about to face persecution like the church had never seen, right? And so Jesus, when He says, Holy Spirit is our comforter, that means that Holy Spirit, He takes us through the trials, through the storms that are never sent by God, but they're sent by the devil. But Holy Spirit takes us through them and He releases a faith and expectation. He releases His peace in our life. He comforts us so we can rule and reign in the storm, in the midst of every battle in life. So think about the world. The world right now, they're stuck and, and, and it's like the world. They don't have any comfort. There's no peace in their life. They're not ruling and reigning. But every follower of Jesus, every believer, the church has the comforter called Holy Spirit. And He's teaching us, He's teaching you to rule and reign in this time. He's teaching you to live in faith and expectation. Amen. So we're going to look. There is three things, three things that Holy Spirit is doing in our lives today, that He's doing in your life today, that are going to transform you in the midst of the storm, that He's going to work with you to comfort you and cause you to rule and reign. And these three things are really important. Many people think, well, if I said to you, what is Holy Spirit doing in your life right now? What's He done in your life this past week? Many people would think, I don't know, what's God done? Well, these are the three things He's doing, all right? So look at Mark chapter 4, verse 35. Turn with me to Mark chapter 4, verse 35 now. That day, this is, this is uh, the Gospel of Mark talking about Jesus and the disciples about to go on the Lake of Galilee into the storm. And he says in Mark 4, verse 35, That day, when evening came, he said to his disciples, Let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd behind, 
they took Jesus along just as he was in the boat. There were also other boats with him. That's incredible. Think about this. Jesus has a word from God. Many people don't pick this up in this passage, but Jesus says to his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Remember Jesus in John 5 verse 19, he says this, Jesus said that I can do nothing of myself, but only what I see the Father doing. For what the, for the Son can only do what he sees the Father do, right? So Jesus must have had a word from God that said, let us go over to the other side, right? So he gets this word and then he says it to his disciples and he says, let's get in the boat and we're moving over. We're going across the Lake of Galilee. And Jesus is thinking, this is a word from God. It doesn't matter what's going to come at me on this lake. It doesn't matter what's going to happen. If God says it, it's true. God is faithful. He's not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Amen. If we get a word from God, that means it's done. I'm crossing over. This is what Jesus is thinking. So he says it to his disciples. I could imagine what his disciples are thinking in that time. I wonder if they take it as a word from God or if they think it's just a nice thought. But think about this. Isaiah chapter 55 verse 11 says it talks about the rain and the snow coming down from heaven and watering the earth. And God says, so my word, the word that goes out from my mouth, it says in Isaiah 55 verse 11, it shall accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which it was sent. So every word of God has an assignment behind it to achieve what God has said it would achieve. There is an anointing. This is amazing. There is an anointing behind every single word of God to achieve what it has said it should achieve. So when my Bible, when your written word, so God's word, it's his written word, but it's also his spoken word to us. If you get a spoken word from Holy Spirit or when you pick up your Bible and read his written word, when it says, for instance, my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus, that is a word, there is an assignment and an anointing behind that word for you to take and for that word to do the job in your life. That's incredible. That's so amazing. And Jesus knew this. There is a word, God has a word. His word provides for every single area of our life. And he says there is an anointing behind that word to get it done. So if God's word says, I'm loved, it says Jesus so loved the world that I'm a beloved son or daughter of God. That means there is an anointing behind that word for me to experience God's love. Amen. His word will lead me into an experience. And so Jesus, firstly, how does the Holy Spirit move in Jesus's life? Holy Spirit reveals God's word to Jesus. If you're taking notes, you can write this down. Holy Spirit reveals God's word to Jesus. Holy Spirit he is, the, is the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He's the revealer of God's word. Many people can know God's word, but it's actually not alive. It's actually not revealed to them. See, Jesus says in John chapter 5, verse 39, he says this to the Pharisees who knew the word better than anyone. He says, you study the scriptures, you study God's word because in the word you think you find eternal life, but the word is what points to me, to Jesus, and you're not willing to come to me. In other words, God's word provides for every area of our life, but his word leads us to Jesus. He leads us to Jesus and the spirit of Jesus is Holy Spirit. Amen. So you cannot separate God's word from his spirit. 
That means when people read the Word of God, they need the Spirit of God to reveal it to them. So Jesus has the Spirit of God reveal the Word of God to him to comfort him as he's about to go through this storm. And this is what God is doing for every single person today. This is what Holy Spirit is doing for you today. He's taking God's Word, His written Word, and He is making it alive to you. He's revealing it to you. See, many people want to separate the Word of God and the Spirit of God, but they actually work together in our life. The Word of God has an anointing behind it, but Holy Spirit reveals it to us as we're at, because He knows we're about to cross the lake. He wants us to cross over to rule and reign in life. So He reveals it to us first to make His Word come alive in us. Amen. How amazing is that? I've had this before. I remember I, I read the Scripture once. This was when I was younger in my early 20s. I read this Scripture, right? In 1 John chapter 4, verse 17, it said, For as Jesus is right now, so are we in this world. And I remember reading that scripture thinking, Lord, uh, it's in here. I know it in my head, but I'm not living that out. It's not a reality in my life. What, what does that mean? And uh, like, like I kind of knew what it meant, but I'm like, God, it's just, you know, it, like it just wasn't a reality for me. And see, as I partnered then with Holy Spirit, He began to bring that word alive to me. He began to reveal it to me for what it was. So He said, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. How amazing that means. That means that we are co-inheritors with Christ. As Jesus is as the Father, as He's seated next to the Father right now, so are we. Everything that Jesus has is ours. We have His holiness, His righteousness, His boldness, His faith. Amen. We're seated with Him. That's what that meant. And Holy Spirit began to reveal that to me. See, I was reading that word before and I was just like, well, Lord, that's, that's nice. That's a good word. But see, when Holy Spirit reveals something to you, that's when it's powerful. That's when the Word of God comes alive and it comforts us. Who knows that in every area of life, wherever you're at right now, it's the Word of God that comforts you. When God gives you His Word, when Holy Spirit makes it alive, that's what comforts us. And that's what the world even needs right now. Imagine the world hearing the voice of God and they hear the voice of God through us, amen. But that's what brings us comfort, the revealed Word of God, firstly, that I know that God has said this, so it will be done, amen. In my health, in our finances, in your job, in your relationships, if God's given me His Word that I shall prosper financially, that I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing, I grab that Word, that gives me comfort when it doesn't look like it on the outside, amen. So let's move on. In Mark verse 4, chapter 4, verse 37. Turn with me there. So remember, Holy Spirit, He's revealing God's Word to you right now to comfort you in life. Mark, verse, Mark chapter 4, verse 37. A furious storm, which was demonic in nature. It's not what it says in the Scripture, but that's what it infers. It was demonic in nature. It came up on the lake and the waves broke over the boat so that it was nearly swamped. Jesus, in verse 38, was in the stern, sleeping on a cushion. There was water in the boat and Jesus was in this boat, right? Amazing. The disciples woke him and said to him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? I'm sure Jesus did, right? But picture this. the boat. There, Jesus is in the boat sleeping on a cushion, right? He's sleeping on a cushion, and the disciples are with him. The disciples are pretty experienced fishermen. 
and there's this storm coming. All the waves are breaking over the boat. If you're an experienced fisherman, probably like myself, right, and you see a big storm coming, there's still going to be a little fear in you. If the disciples are worried, then I'm sure it's a bad storm. And Jesus is sleeping in the boat. I can tell you right now, when you get God's word for your life, you can sleep through the storm. Amen. Jesus is at rest in the boat. So here's the second thing that Holy Spirit wants to do in our life that is constantly working in you right now. Holy Spirit, your comforter, is He's causing you to rest in God's word. Holy Spirit is causing you to rest in God's revealed word. Amen. So Jesus, He's in the boat. The storm's going on all around him and he's at rest. And the disciples, the storm's going on. They're the complete opposite. They're freaking out. And they wake Jesus up thinking, don't you care? We're going to die. We're going to drown. But Jesus knows I've had a word from God. It ain't going to happen. We're crossing to the other side. He can rest in that. It's interesting in Mark chapter 4, verse 17, it talks about the seeds and it talks about a farmer sowing seeds into the ground. And there's four different grounds. And we know that that parable, the ground, the soil in that ground is a picture of our hearts, right? And the farmer sowing the seed is the Holy Spirit. He's sowing his word into our hearts. And in Mark 4, 17, it says that persecution comes for the word's sake. Persecution comes for the word's sake. Those four areas of the ground, every seed that is stolen in this parable, it's stolen by the devil, But Jesus says the persecution that the devil brings, it comes for the word's sake. In other words, I can look at every storm in my own life. You can look at every storm in your own life and you can think, Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And the devil comes along. Remember, the storm is demonic in nature. The devil will send a storm. He wants to steal God's word in you, right? Jesus has God's word in him and the disciples also have God's word, right? The devil sends a storm because he wants to steal the word from Jesus and the disciples. But see, Jesus says, and in this passage in Mark 4, 17, he says that actually this persecution comes for the sake of the word. The devil tries to steal the word through persecution, but Holy Spirit in you, he's causing that word to go deeper down within you in the midst of the storm. What's God doing in the storm? What is he doing? He's getting his word and he's placing it deep within you. He's rooting it deeper and deeper and deeper into your heart so that you will be at rest in that storm. That's amazing. And as we look at the reaction of the disciples and Jesus, Jesus, he's at rest, he's asleep. And as we look further on uh, uh, in the next passage, we'll see that Jesus actually rises up and releases something into the storm. And the disciples, they have no idea what to do because the word is stolen from the disciples because of the storm. But the storm actually strengthens the word of the Lord in Jesus. Amen. That's why Holy Spirit in John chapter 5 verse 39, sorry, in John chapter 16 verse 13, sorry, it says, Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of truth. So in the midst of the storm, Holy Spirit, He is releasing truth in your life. The devil will send lies, right? So you've got a storm, whatever it is in your life. 
a sickness, a relationship problem. The devil will sell you lies everywhere. You're never going to make it. You're never going to get healed. You're not going to prosper. This relationship is broken. It's never going to work. You're never going to get that job that you want. They're all lies from the devil. But Holy Spirit, He is the Spirit of truth. And in the middle of your storm, He is revealing the truth to you. He's saying, no, 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 you're going to make it. You're a son and daughter of God. You have God's Word. You have His Spirit. You're seated with Christ. You're a new creation. You have the authority of Jesus over every work of the devil. God is flowing through your life to rule and reign in life. That's what Holy Spirit is doing. He's causing you to rest in the middle of the storm in God's Word. He's bringing His Word deeper down into you. Amen. That's so awesome that we have a comforter like that. And so think about this, in the middle of the storm, Jesus is at rest because he's allowed God's word to go deeper and deeper in him. He's resting in the middle of the storm. In the middle of the storm, the disciples, they lose God's word. They think God told us to cross over. They ha- they, they've lost that. They think we're going to drown. We're going to die. And so they lose God's word and all the chaos in the storm gets into them. And that is how the devil always works in the midst of a storm. The devil will always use outside circumstances. He will be like, try and be like a puppet master and he'll try and shift the outside circumstances to get the outside into you. But God, think about this, God by Holy Spirit, He shifts your inward circumstances to release what's in you out into your outside, out into the storm to shift the storm. Amen. And that's what Holy Spirit is doing in every one of your lives today. He's our comforter and He's causing us to rest in the middle of a storm. Amen. So turn with me now to Mark chapter 4, verse 38. And we're going to finish on this. Mark chapter 4, verse 38. The disciples, they woke Jesus, right? And they said to Him, Teacher, don't you care if we drown? Jesus did care. Amen. And see, that's what trust can look like. This is what trust can look like in a storm. It can look like you're not caring, but you're actually not responding to the storm. You're just responding to God. See, when you trust in God's Word, when it's in you, you don't respond to what the devil's doing. We don't respond to everything that's happening around us, but we're responding to who God is and who He says we are. Amen. So Jesus says, so the disciples in verse 39, it says that He got up, Jesus got up, and that's the Greek word agero, and it means he arose. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. He said to his disciples, why are you so afraid? Do you still have no faith? They were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. It's amazing what happens when you begin to live in the Word of God, in His Word and Spirit, people, they'll begin to look at you differently, right? But the third thing that Holy Spirit does, and we see this through Jesus, the third thing Holy Spirit, our Comforter, does in the midst of the storm so that we cross over to the other side, so that we rule and reign in life, is that He rises up in us to release God's Word through us. Holy Spirit, He rises up in you to release God's Word through you. We see this with Jesus. The disciples wake him and Jesus, as soon as he gets up, Jesus, it says he arose, right? His spirit rose up within him and he speaks out into that storm and the storm is completely stilled. In other words, Holy Spirit took God's word in Jesus, 
Jesus rested in that. And then all of a sudden he gets this urge. He sees what's happening. He takes his authority over the storm and he releases the word of the Lord. He says, peace, be still. Amen. This is what the comforter is looking to do in your life today. He is rising up in you to release God's word. I've seen this in my own life. I've had people come to me and they've struggled with things such as depression and anxiety and other areas too, but I've really seen this in this area. And it's like God's word is so deep in me in this area that 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 spirit of depression is meant to be ripped off people. And so these people come and I see it, like they see that depression on them, right? And it's like there's something in me. It's the Spirit of God rising up in me because God's Word is so deep in me that that's from the devil and that has to leave their lives. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit will rise up in me and I begin to decree God's Word over them. And I've seen this in at least three people last year. I saw this. Holy Spirit releases God's Word through you. And it's like you begin to proclaim you're free. You're a son or daughter of God. I command this storm to leave your life. I command depression to leave. And as I did this, as Holy Spirit was moving through me, it touches the other person's life and it rips off the work of the devil. It stops the the demonic storm that was on their life. It's ripped off them. Amen. And this is what Holy Spirit wants to do in your life. He's the spirit of wisdom and revelation. He'll reveal God's Word. He causes you to rest in God's Word. And then He rises up in you to release God's Word. And lastly, we see this with Moses the Deliverer. He is an incredible example of this. In the life of Moses, if you look in Exodus chapter 4 to Exodus chapter 12, we see that that's when God calls Moses. He brings him to, uh, to the nation of Israel that's in slavery in Egypt. And God calls Moses and He wants him to deliver the whole nation out of Egypt. Many people would know this story. And it's God moving through Moses. But if you read those chapters, you will count multiple, multiple, multiple times in each chapter. It says, the Lord said to Moses. The Lord said to Moses. Who knows if you're going to deliver a whole nation, if God's given you that assignment, right, to go into the courts of Pharaoh, who could easily kill Moses, to go into the greatest, most powerful nation on earth, who knows that you need a comforter? If Moses is going to go in there, he needs the comforter with him and he needs God's word. And every single time Moses goes to the court, courts of Pharaoh to see what Pharaoh, to, to speak to Pharaoh, God says, it says, the scripture says, the Lord said to Moses. In other words, Moses always had a word from God. He rested in that word. And then we see he always released that word to Pharaoh. He released it upon Egypt. And we saw God move through him in powerful ways through him and Aaron. Amen. And that's how God wants to move through you. There are people here in your work, in your finances, in your health, people around you. There's a whole storm going on, right? And like Moses, like Jesus, God is getting, Holy Spirit is getting His Word into you. He's revealing His Word to you. He's causing you to rest in God's Word, in His Word. And then He's releasing it to you, to the powers and to the principalities around you, to tear down the works of the devil who's causing the storm. Amen. And I I know that so many people, so many of you, if you get, if you realise that this is what Holy Spirit is doing in your life, it's so much easier to partner with Him. And so I encourage you, there's two reactions we can always have in the storm. There's Jesus or there's the disciples, right? And Jesus, He knew Holy Spirit, the comforter. 
He had Holy Spirit, his comforter, and he partnered with them. The disciples had Jesus, but they had no idea what Jesus wanted to do or what Holy Spirit wanted to do. And they didn't get God's word into their heart and release it. And this is what God is doing in our lives. This is what he's doing in your life right now. Like Jesus, like Moses, he's getting God's word. He's revealing it, causing you to rest. And then he's releasing it in your life. So think about that this week. Meditate upon that this week. And let me pray for you right before we close. I thank you, Father. I thank you for your spirit with every single person right now. And Lord, I decree over every person that they are mighty deliverers, that like Jesus in this storm, they're taking their authority. I decree over every person the gift of hunger. We release hunger to you right now for God's Word and His Spirit. I declare over you today that the Spirit and the Word of God is moving in your life, that that the gift of faith is rising up in you and that you are rising up over the storm and releasing God's Word in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that you blessed your people. I thank you that you've blessed us with your Word and your Spirit today. And we take that this week in the name of Jesus. And all God's people said, Amen. Have a blessed week, church. Have an awesome week. See ya.